DW. It's getting a little bit bumpier. Slightly rapidy. It's quite fun for me though. <laughs> they get to watch these look. On a chilly mountain river, a woman looks on as her friend swims into a rapid. Is it okay, everybody? Yeah, this is fun. They're okay. I'm doing a good job. <laughs> the one in the water is Laura Sanderson, taking on Britain's wildest rivers. Deep in a national park, you think she's trying to escape civilization, but actually, She's swimming to find the remnants of it. We found loads of uh, debris around the lake from camping, like barbecues, plastic bottles, sweet wrappers, snotty tissues. Um, so it's important to leave no trace, but we're going to head back now and hopefully get the results out very soon. Laura is collecting jars of river water from every national park in the UK, and her swim has already revealed a depressing new pollution milestone in the UK, tiny plastic particles also known as microplastics, are in the country's wildest and most remote areas, like Snowdonia, a mountainous wilderness full of pristine lakes and forests. That research showed that we found microplastics at the source, on the top of Snowdon, all the way through the water system, like doubling and tripling. The first river that I swam was really remote, and it's um, actually one of the cleanest in Snowdonia. So we didn't expect to find any at the source. That means microplastics, those tiny remnants from plastic packaging, synthetic clothes and car tyres, can be found literally everywhere. Hard to imagine when you're standing in the beautiful British wild. I'm walking in the location of Laura's next swim, the iconic Peak District, the setting of the novelist Charlotte Bronte's famous Jane Eyre, with its sprawling moorlands and rolling green English hills. It is one of the UK's most cherished parks, and yet she's expecting to prove that even here, among these vital watercourses, plastic pollution is spreading everywhere. They're so prevalent that they're building up in the natural environment and even entering the food chain. One study from 2015 found that 90% of seabirds in the UK are likely to have plastic in their stomachs, and the Ellen MacArthur Foundation says that by 2050, Plastic will outweigh all fish in the world's oceans. Errant plastic can strangle wild animals, and those that mistake plastic for food can suffocate or even starve by ingesting it. Toxic chemicals in plastic also harm animals' health. So far, most governments believe microplastics don't hurt humans, but many scientists say urgent research is needed. Marine biologist Professor Richard Thompson coined the term microplastics in 2004. He was the first scientist to describe the accumulation of these particles in the world's oceans. It's an emerging but avoidable crisis level, I, I would say. Um, I mean, it's clear that there are very wide-scale negative impacts from the accumulation of plastic in the environment already, and... What we're seeing over time is that plastic's breaking down into smaller and smaller pieces, the microplastics, which will be almost impossible to remove. And, you know, the estimates, the predictions suggest that we'll start to see widespread ecological harm from those microplastics within, you know, the next 50 to 100 years. Plastic is in everyday things from packaging to clothing and constantly gets into the environment. It might seem like an unstoppable wave but there's a fight on to reduce it. 
One answer could be innovative new ways of recycling. The English company Presca Sportswear says it has developed a new way to turn old polyester clothes into new products. And it has even signed a deal with a Premier League club to make fanware. Presca CEO Rob Webben believes those who crack the plastic problem will get rewarded. There's a huge amount of funding going into it, and the prize is really that, that you know, we're throwing away these garments right now. We're throwing away textile waste. It's a huge, huge value of clothing we're throwing away each year. The companies that learn to crack that and bring those clothes back into use in an economic fashion will have to stand a lot to gain. Within five years, you'll see the technology that we're working on, and along with many others, uh, working at a commercial scale. I think within 10 years, we'll start to see, I hope, recycling at a municipal scale. And when I think we get to that point, plus more recyclable clothing from brands, then that's where I think we'll see genuine change. Recycling more products can only ever be part of the solution. The UK produces 5 million tonnes of plastic every year, and much of it is single-use, thrown away almost immediately and never recycled. So in order to reduce plastics, from October 2020, Britain is implementing a ban on some single-use items, like plastic straws. In a popular outdoor cafe, most consumers are happy to see them gone. I think it's a really good idea and they need to ban all plastic cutlery and all plastic everything, uh, single-use, because it's just ruining the oceans, the environment. I've got a son, I hope to have grandchildren, I have a dog, <laughs> we want a future. Everything ought to be recyclable, reusable, not everybody needs to use a straw. I would, but you know what, I've had one box of plastic straws at my house, bendy straws that I bought before they stopped selling them, and uh, I've had it about a year now, and I do tend to use the same one a few times, and then pop it back in because it's only me using it, so I think it's pretty environmentally friendly. The government's ban on some single-use plastics is just the start. From 2022, it will also tax companies that don't use enough recycled plastics. But it seems the COVID-19 pandemic has set progress back, with millions of disposable masks being bought and dumped. What's more, many campaigners are accusing the government of underestimating the urgency of the crisis. Swimmer Laura Sanderson is among those who hope to use people power to bring quicker change, for example, by forcing the government to acknowledge that microplastics are a form of contamination. Once they class it as an emergent contaminant, they then have to do something about it. You can't then class it as a pollutant and then not act on that. Recognising the scale of the problem, however, is only the start. The UK, like the world, is dealing with tides of plastic. It has reached every corner of life on Earth. But through wild swims and remade clothing, there are those who believe perhaps we can begin to clear this mess up. For DW in England's Peak District, I'm Dan Ashby. DW. 